Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You hear that, Nick? What's up? The tip drill. Oh, we Nelly. are back. I haven't Old forgotten school. my days. I got my man Slick Nick, Saint Nick, Saint Nick. Eric Strick, Stricky as he calls himself. We are in uh, one or two segments left before we get the party started on Friday night before the game. Um, Can I'm you hear ha- me? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There Let's he get is. This party. I want to ask you guys, and we're going to start with Nick. Okay. Nick, what's up? What's, give me your expectations tomorrow uh, two or three just real short yeah, what yeah, you yeah. expect to see yeah get to the point right like we talked about yeah um consistency build progress on what was good last week so right. take the i mean if you look last week's game they had one penalty for five yards right keep it like that okay um you averaged four penalties last last season make it less than four penalties show right. you've improved in a department uh they turned over the football a couple times last week build off of that limit turnovers right we always talk about keys to the games with nebraska and the big 10 conference and i'll finish with this and pass it off to Stricky. uh when when you look at what's going to take to win games in the big 10 conference it's limit penalties play disciplined and execute that's all you gotta do strict what are you what are your expectations man my expectations is to see them doggone holes yeah it's not groundhog day yeah i don't want to see no holes in the field i want to see all gaps filled and closed. On defense. On defense, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see tug-of-war movement. If you've ever seen that, that squid game, yeah. Yeah. that when you pull somebody, if you got pulled the wrong way, you was falling I'm trying to have the other team, North Dakota, falling off the doggone top of the squid games. Well, let's, all, let's also be movement. honest. They're going to need some guys to step up tomorrow, right? Vokalik's probably not going to be out. It sound, or is probably going to be out, it sounds like, uh, Nick Henrich. Seems like he suffered a hand injury earlier this right. week, and he's going to be out for for the next couple weeks. So you need some guys like Ateva Maga Clements to step up in the middle there. Uh, maybe even Ernest Hausman. As right. A, as a yeah, I mean, it's a, you guys need it's, you need it's opportunity, man. I think uh, you guys could give me your opinion on this. Right now, there's no time for excuses. No so way. it doesn't matter if you're a freshman just coming from Columbus, Nebraska, yeah. or your ma uh, that's going to get a chance to play, or your Luke Reimer that's got to play more plays, or you got to do that. At the end of the day. It's your job to get the job done. 100%. I think if you don't even recognize it and just say the expectations don't change, I think that's better. What do you think about that, Strick? Listen, I, you're absolutely right. I think the body language was so bad last mm-hmm. yeah, last week. That's what I want to see change. That's what you're talking about. Right. Of whoever it is, I don't care who it is, right. that's yeah. able to raise the level of the intensity it, you know, it could be anybody. Like in basketball, it would be somebody who the energy in, guy, the energy yeah. guy, change the the pace of the game, right. forcing the you know the, the playing ninety four feet instead of playing just from just mm-hmm. whoever that guy is. We want to see him. We want to see him show up. You, you always you always talk about ne- like they always preach next man up. Right? Right. We've heard that so many times from from uh, various players. Now it's time to go show it. Yeah. Right, right. At, at some point, you got to show it. Right. And and from I mean, this is I mean obvious and it's it's wide open in the room but you, you you got you don't have the luxury of time for somebody not to show up this season yeah i, I think also um 
I would tell the players, and this is the mentality I would take, is, you know, football, you, you know, you want to play a clean game, right? You want to have uh, no no penalties, no turnovers, you know, and, and no, like, big, you know, explosive plays in theory. But you want to play a clean game, but these boys need to start playing grimy, okay? So for people that don't know what grimy is, is you got to be on the border of being dirty and play to the echo of the whistle. You know what I'm saying? And I actually, if I was a coach, I'd be okay with an offensive lineman dumping somebody and getting a, a you know, a 10 or 15 yard penalty. I think Cam Jurgens last year at Oklahoma. Right, but that, that, that right or, there. Or even Bell. That where you're playing through the whistle, through, through not the just whistle. to the whistle. Yeah. yeah, but you only do it once. Cam did it Kenny twice. Bell. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to see the Kenny Bell block. Yeah, there's something. And, I mean, yeah. and, and then also take the mentality of stop thinking that you have to play your position well in order to be a huge huge factor in the game. Yeah. If you make a big block that springs strict for a run, or you're a guy that makes a big block on a punt return or a kickoff return, or you're a guy that sets the edge and takes on two blockers, mm-hmm. you know, everything needs to be celebrated. But I also would say after we get done handling our business here, okay, there's Don't no excuse. We, 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 no, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're going right back to work Sunday. Well. And it doesn't have to be practice, but the mentality has to be it's football all the time because yeah. we don't have any time to waste. We don't have another game to give back. Mm-hmm. We don't have another another game to say, you know, with any excuses. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's all reality. We're playing in Ireland. I get it. So was Northwestern. Yeah. It was not an ideal situation, and the food might have been good. So was Northwestern. I, I mean, at this point, everybody's playing football. So just go play football. You're the better team. But you also have to understand you have to do certain things without a doubt. Okay, you got to be prepared mentally, physically, and I always say spiritually to be good. Um, me and Strick were talking about this, so Nick, I'm gonna ask you this: Sometimes in sports, in order to get to the level that you want to, you have to do something that you normally wouldn't do in your regular day life. Yeah. Right. So he talked about. I talked about when the Miami Heat had a guy. His last name was Pittman, and he fouled. Lance Stevenson, okay, got a per, you know a flagrant foul, opened him up, but Stevenson didn't blow in LeBron's ear anymore. He didn't play as good on offense. So, in your opinion, Nick, and and it's maybe not on football you could do it much because you could cost your team. Yeah. But I think well, a lot of well, Gary Payton, another reference yeah. just recently, Gary Payton the second and. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah, and, from Memphis. And, uh, yeah. yeah, when they yeah. walked into Memphis's doggone huddle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And remember? Uh, yeah. Uh, Green. Yeah. Draymond yeah. Green. Yeah. That's an example. Yeah, you got to be able to, if you want to be a dominant team, okay, it's got to be more by action, right? And that's my big thing with, like, leadership, right? And we always talk about leaders and, and break down, you know, who are the possible captains going into the season and things like that. And my big thing is, is yes, you need those vocal guys like a Garrett Nelson. You need those guys that are loud in the area. We also need guys that just put their head down, don't say much, and just show by, prove, like, go by example, right? right. And I feel like there, you need you need both for a successful right. team. But there's, it's not like one of those types is more important than the other big because you, you like there, there's guys that some of the quietest dudes that I played with. Um, in high school, now this is obviously baseball, yeah. but it was they did their job and and they didn't say anything. They didn't expect praise. You don't expect to be dabbed up when you come back. You just did your job, and, and you, that's that's what's expected. Of it you. all reflects yeah. in the film work, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, you know, you don't need to see it. You just need to see that job done. Cluster made a great reference to it. He told me, he told me that in practice, he used to go easy sometimes on the on the cornerbacks, and then the cornerbacks would end up going by him and blowing up plays. He basically said, listen. 
I'm, don't take it personal. But from now on, I'm going to beat the brakes off of you. I'm going to put you right. in. Yeah. Afterwards, we're going to be friends. Right. We're going to show up the next day. I, that's a different mentality. I, and that's why you won games. Because right. that was happening. It was competitive. We went, I'm telling you, when I was a young player, a red shirt, I went at Abdul and Cluster Johnson every day. They will tell you. I mean, they and they and they, they used to be roasting me, but I but I'm gonna tell you what they they, they will tell you. Every day, yeah. I told them, I'm coming. Yeah. I, now I just, then, I, then you start to win some battles, yeah, and then when yeah. you get out there on the field, it was easy. easy. I, I just think it's huge not to compound mistakes, right? When we in previous years we've seen Nebraska when they get hit with adversity or somebody messes up, you compound mistakes, and we saw it last week to an extent. Marquis Buford, who was getting one of his first starts last week. He got beat early on in the first half, comes back, forces a fumble, kind right. of bounced back, which was good to see, but then he gets beat again. Right. And it's, you just can't compound mistakes. you got to see. I think that's where we're still learning, especially right. uh, on the defensive side of the ball with a lot of new faces. It's how do guys respond to adversity. And they talked about that going into last week was how are guys going to respond to adversity with I mean, within the game, within the game, right? Because yeah. you can talk about adversity all you want. You can have the mental coaches or the mind, mind, uh, mind coaches or whatever, mindset coaches, I guess. Right. But you can do you can talk about that pregame all you want, but when the bullets are flying, yeah, no, nobody can say. This is what out. I wanted to ask you real quick, Strick. Is talk about the difference of being a guy that comes off the bench and plays a couple minutes right before the end of the quarter because that's big in the NBA, right? Give a guy rest, you know what I mean? Versus when you make that transformation into being that guy where every night in and night out they game planning for you mm-hmm. and. They're putting defenses and they're looking at your weaknesses and strengths more than, say, Jay Foreman coming off and playing two or three minutes because they know you're only playing two or three minutes. Talk about the mentality, how that's different, and then talk about how you got to go about training or preparing for the season like that. The, the, the best analogy I can say for it is like this. It's like there is an opening, right? An opportunity is just an opening. Right. An opportunity is just a slight crack in the door. Right. That's an opportunity to right. enter in to whatever's on the other side, whether right. that's the starting position or whether that's you being a six man or whatever that is. Right. When that door cracks, when that opportunity presents itself, when your time to kick through right. is there, you don't just peek in the door. Right. You come through that bad you boy kicking, and swinging, kick everything and over. you kill everything and just leave it there after. I, I hear it you. It doesn't matter if it's two minutes <laughs> yeah. or 22 minutes. Right. Whatever yeah, it is, I, that's yeah. the way you've got to play the game. Yeah, I think that uh, – now, Strick, I also wanted to ask you this. I know that – I know I've been on teams where you kind of struggle and uh, you always kind of – I always say batting down the hatches, close the door, us against the world. In a basketball sense, or even athletic sense, because you know you're a three-sport super superstar. Talk about how lo- how how that can be effective, but then also talk about how long that can last, because eventually that can't you can't be like that every single week because it wears thin. Mm-hmm. So w- what you have is it goes back to what you just alluded to earlier. It goes back to mentality. Right. Your mentality has got to be. No matter what it takes, even if I've got to fake it yep. in order to make it, right. even if I've got to do something extra in this specific instance yeah. that I may not be able to give a little bit later, you find those moments of opportunities right. to burst right. or to explode or to take on the situation. Right. And you never can rest in any of those, but you can always just find those specific instances 
to where it's time to to make a move or to to explode or to go get it or right. to to put a body yeah. you know and that's yeah. a mental thing right because your mind wants to tell you no yeah your mind wants to say i can't do it your mind wants to say i'm tired but when it's when it's on the line you can't be you can't be yeah you, yeah, you need can't to be. do something that whether it's what you said, whether it's team oriented or yeah. individual oriented, to where I need to go make a play right, right. here, not getting outside of your 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 job, right? But whatever your job is, it's locked down. Right. I think I think is. you know it was a close game, and and I think when you look at Northwestern, they're always against Nebraska. It's always going to be a tough battle, right? I think last year was kind of an outlier. Yeah. But I also think for this team. You know, peer pressure. I like the good peer pressure. You know, I think, you know, I, there, there should be a healthy fear of your coach, okay, of your superiors, which would be your older players, but then also of your teammates. Because part of what drove me when I was a young player, Nick, is I did not want to walk into the training table and be walking by and guys that I played with and be like, man, he ain't holding up his, his bargain or he didn't sell out. Guys taking your job. Right. But then, no, it it's, not, it's not about that. I'm out there starting as a yeah. freshman. Yeah. But I did not want them to say that I wasn't good enough or I wasn't up to standard. Mm -hmm. That type of peer pressure will drive you. And actually, you know what that does? We didn't get to talk to Boyd and Dan about it. It will push you through any type of anxiety that you have. Yeah. Because your main focus is doing the best that you can repeatedly for a bigger cause than yourself. Fact. See, I think a lot of anxiety comes comes from, and this is not maybe not this team, but just in people in general, when they show up and say, I have expectations on, they think they're you know, entitled to how many plays they should play, how many balls they, they should get, how many, this should, I should get this many yards, or I shouldn't be redshirting. So it gives you anxiety when it doesn't happen. So when you're worried about things that aren't important, then you lose the focus. Especially then, individualized. Individualized. Yeah. Then you say, then you, then instead of calling a check for Strick, right? Yeah. I'm worried about what I'm doing, or if I'm holding a check from Strick. You know, like, hey, Strick, we need to check this. And sometimes in a game, I have to take a step back and take more of the brunt, so Strick can do it. Because I, I mean, I'm gonna do. We ran the bubble defense. Did I like doing that? Essentially, I'm a three technique. But you know what it did? It got Jason Peter one on one, Jared Tomich and Mike Rucker one on one. Uh, Grant Wistrom and Chad Kelsey and, and Vandenbosch right. one-on-one, -on -one, and these dudes were feasting. Eventually the plays came to me because I would say I was able to be successful, right. but if I was too individualized and didn't embrace right. it, right. then then that would have hurt the defense. So right. I think if everybody took this type of mentality, they'd be fine. But then also I would say this, and get I want to get your opinion, Nick. You have to have a, a fine line of understanding that you really messed up and not making it too big of a deal so it doesn't you don't have a hangover tomorrow at 2:30. Well, isn't that just accountability? Yeah. I, I, I mean, deal with it and then well, well, yeah, like they're like that's where I'm saying like they're, they're yeah, exactly. Understand and have conversation about it, right? That's right. where I think communication comes into play because you can have conversations not only with yourself, right, in right. private but also your teammates and coaches in a private setting. Right. They don't have to be outlandish, they don't have to be animated or anything like that. It's just more of a like I know there's certain teammates that I've heard stories at, at the college and professional level of just the look. Right. Just give them a look, and, right. and you guys are on the same page. Yeah. I, I think that just comes with consistent communication, yeah. all the way from day one to day one hundred. Right. And, and it's not, and it's, and it's, and it's just not in the film room. Hundred percent. It's communication. If we're out here like doing this, and then, and this is why I wasn't too overly just blown away 
that they lost to Northwestern. Here's why I say that. I'm not saying that because I'm not disappointed or they yeah. should be held accountable. I'm saying that because one of the hardest things to do, and you guys just basically spoke about it, is to take a bunch of guys, yes, put them together, and expect them to be a well-oiled machine. Like Voltron. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You're not gonna be like uh, Nick. Nick's too young for Voltron. Yeah. But see, we we saw it, Nick. You know, we yeah. used to talk about it at nauseum about the basketball team. Yes. You went out and got a whole bunch of really good individual players, put them together, and they didn't mesh. Yeah. And sometimes, where we saw, say, here's a perfect example: Creighton. They yep. went and got the guy from what Northwest Missouri State, yep. who was a you know 10 and 12 guy there, or a 12 and 10 guy there. He goes to Creighton, does the same thing. Yeah. He's an all-conference player in his role. Then they went and got the point guard which he was a freshman from a really good high school program, but the pressure wasn't on him to make all the plays. Yeah. Then they had some you know, awesome role players, and that's how you're able to be consistent. It's yep. plug and play. Yep. So I think, you know, it, it, I agree with Strick. You know, Northwest, I can tell you like this. Number one, the first game is always the hardest. Yeah. It's the hardest to play. It's the hardest to prepare for, and you know they're going to get their best shot because they had got all offseason to, to, you know, to do it, and they're more prepared. Number two, Northwestern. After getting embarrassing, you got a prideful coach, you got a defensive coach. Yeah. That's have, not going to happen again. And they had five of their offensive linemen, linemen hurt. Back. Right, right. They were hurt and, and, and so they were going to try to beat you up physically, and they weren't able to run it last year. Yeah. So they looked at everything that they did wrong. And then, you know what, I'll give Northwestern credit this. When Nebraska diced them up that first drive, they very easily could have panicked. So they didn't panic. They kept at it, and then they made adjustments on the in routes yeah. and made some yeah. plays. A couple, couple, couple examples, real world examples, right here is is you heard the Pat Fitzgerald talk about last week going into the game that they're not going to panic and they're going to adjust after the first quarter with poise. So they came in yeah, with no the understanding yeah. and the the the, the 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 thought in the back of their mind that they're going to have to adjust regardless. Two more examples, just last night in college football, Purdue goes out Man. loses David Bell and Milton Wright. They figure out a way to plug in Charlie Jones from the the transfer from Iowa, and he has his best career day of, uh, of his yeah. whole entire career best day of his entire career another example is pittsburgh last night they lose mark whipple kenny pickett and jordan addison top three of the Slow best that's at their yeah. position right mm-hmm. they they threw the ball more than anybody in the country last year or just as much as anybody this year they understand they're not going to be able to do that right so they come in they run the ball 40 times last night right. understanding hey we just need to get it to third and manageable and it opens up our playbook drastically right. yep. and it makes the quarterback more comfortable yeah it spread and, the ball around they do it to the t- they got a really good tight end yeah. as well and they had actually had a tight end last year that was really good so they accentuated their 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 skill positions by stay, sticking with the run game that really was their, their run game wasn't like it wasn't like they had Tony Dorsett they, but they averaged 1.9 yards per carry last night it, the commitment to it and sometimes and, and I guess hindsight is the, the the best side sometimes you wish you could go back and say instead of passing the ball against Northwest it's kind of like the Patriots against yep. the, the or the Falcons against the Patriots could we just have threw away a series if possible run the ball three straight times, kind of answer slow play with slow play. Uh, but I think they, I think it was a learning lesson for the players, especially the new ones, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and this, I will say this, and, and, and I'm going to say this before I say it, there's still no excuse for losing last week. But I'll say this, because I, I try to be living reality because I've been there, is when you, Strick said, when you have a lot of players that are new to Nebraska, new, I would say, yeah, you were good in so-and-so, but you, are you good in Lancaster County? Because it's different. Big 12 football is different than Big 10. Big so it, when you have a lot of new players making transitions, Drew yeah. just getting here a couple weeks ago, it's different than when I had to make the transition as a redshirt freshman starting when you had guys that either were already started from the year before and really good players 
and the guys that were up and coming players like Jason Peter were starting, but he already had played some. Mm-hmm. And granted, Wistrom had you know pretty much played like a starter. Now he's officially a starter. I was the guy that just had to be in there and essentially not mess up. But I had Phil Ellis to kind of hold my hand and help me learn and walk me through it. Yeah. Right. These guys didn't have that luxury. They went from right. You know, wherever they were from here. Now you're on the big stage under extreme pressure. Mm-hmm both internally and externally in the program. So I think it was a learning experience for them. I think, it was, you know, and I said this the first time that the coaching staff had it, you know, getting their kind of, you know, their continuity together, you know, and, I mean, defense is probably, you know, a little bit, you know, more turnkey. Same with Bill Bush. But the offensive coaches, it's their first time. Yeah. It's their first time yeah. even talking. It's going to be like us doing it the first time in the show. Who can go and when we can do all that. So I think it's, it's a learning experience. I think you're going to see growth from it. Now, the growth has to be pure because once you start facing the Oklahomas right and I'm gonna tell you what Minnesota ain't no joke that part okay Purdue Purdue Uh, ain't no joke so when you got these dudes you can't blink okay you and when you learn not to blink that's where you have the accountability each other because yeah I might be like a little nervous quote-unquote scared but I don't want to let you guys down okay because I don't want to be at our apartment and I'm hoping, well, I won't say they're drinking beer because, you know, we say they all, they're, when they're drinking their yep. Gatorade, yep, 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 yep. I don't want you guys to be looking. And when I go to the bathroom, like, man, you know, Jay was, he, he playing PlayStation. Yeah, but come on now. He, he, he played PlayStation better than he do football. Yeah, exactly. All right. With that being said, Nate the Great, Brennan, O'Brennan, Nate O'Brennan, you guys didn't even know that. I learned that. Nate O'Brennan oh, nope. uh, will take us to break. And uh, we will be back with one last segment before the end of the week. And then we got the, the pregame show tomorrow. Old School, brought to you by the Mercado. We are out. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.